Yeah, some people like some... Anything's collectible. Like, if you think about it, there's somebody that probably collects just about anything. Yeah, and I I thought about it because he had a lot of Sports Illustrated tonight. We had just talked about this Mia Ham 34000 whatever dollar card in a 1992 Sports Illustrated for kids. So I'm like, oh, man. Oh, boy. What if it's here? What if it's here? So, you know, I had some good yeah. adrenaline going for about 45 minutes looking, but uh, didn't have it. So, uh, well, it, was, it was fun. It was really fun. And, man, those places are packed. I mean, Kenny's didn't open until 12, and it was kind of in this weird industrial type area. And uh, I, I go to try and find it. I couldn't find it, but I saw this line of people outside. I'm like, yeah, oh, they're probably at some construction place because there were some, uh, you know, Shady-looking fellows. I, mean, I could say that. Was it was it the uh, stabby part of Austin? I kind of yeah, it, it was. It was it was not uh, you know. So anyways, I, I find the right parking lot and I go in and sure enough there was. A, so the people that look a little suspicious in line are the, they're the same people that you end up joining in line. So you basically are one of them. That's what I'm trying to say. No, no, I, I I'm. That's your people. I'm in the husky section, but you know, and I have a beard. Wait, I, I, we, we all kind the, of... The, the stabby husky section. We could have been in a convention. Uh, excuse me, is this line for Kenny's? I'm trying to find, um, sir, the back of the... Is that the... the... Yes, and it was it was an interesting... Because it's just Kenny. It was just Kenny, and there was there was a series. There's probably like... Uh, I'd say there's at least 12 other people in there just standing. Like, I mean, I waited 20 minutes to check out. Like, I waited literally 20 minutes... For him to say, "Oh, here you go," because I'll get to you when I get to you. Yes, that's that's exactly what it was. It's kind of like that guy on, uh, oh, on was he the comic book guy on the uh, Simpsons? On the Simpsons, yeah, yeah, that yeah. same thing. Because he had comic books too. Same. Kenny, thing. Kenny. Well, man, you've hit on a few things <laughs> I want to break down. Okay, this is why I want to do the show with you. Why are you talking? Remind me that we need to talk about my PSA, everything that went down okay. with my Ken Griffey, but. Um, oh, that was a whole other thing. That's a whole other... That's, and, and some things going on. But, uh, man. So, you talked about comic books. Yes. I have officially bought comic books. You are a comic book guy. I'm not a comic book reader, really grown up. I like the superheroes and stuff. It was I just never got into the reading part. I grew up in a small town in central Utah, and we didn't have a whole lot of access to comic books. Or electricity, or well, plumbing. We got indoor plumbing, and eventually the internet was on computers. <laughs> but we just didn't have a whole lot of it. But, like, the movies, everything, you're taking off, a lot of TV shows. Yes. And so I followed my own advice, which I wanted to do, and I either hit or miss, but I thought, man, you think that's a good idea, you should do it. Probably ought to do it. So I signed up for uh, CSG after we talked to your boy, uh, Adam West. Yes. Yeah, and uh, sent, from another mother. I sent off some cards to him. But they're also they're the top grading when it comes to comic books. And they do a whole bunch of other things that we'll get into. But I thought, I already have a membership to the top. Man, we got sirens going at them. They, they know you're back. It's that time of year, man. It's a busy, hot time of year. It's hot. If anyone hears those in the background, that's just uh, nothing we can do about it. I'm not editing this out or starting again. This is what you get. So enjoy it. Let's get closer, though. Are we on fire? No, they're just they're, they're coming with your hot take. They want this to is, come here. This is my hot take. This is why you tune in, folks. We might not be like the most informational. We might not be like the most whatever. We are the most fun reselling podcast out there. Yeah, and you're gonna have uh, the best opportunities time. to make the most amount of money. You're gonna have the best time hanging out with us. If there's a party and there's like reseller groups, you could go learn a little from them. You could go over there and learn how to ship things faster. Maybe you're I don't know. 
When you come to us, you're going to leave with a smile on your face and a good time. Good time, yeah, buddy. Okay, I think the sirens have subsided for now until they pull out the bodies from the stabby part of Payson where we now are. Whatever. Um, but so, so I already had a membership, so I thought, well, I'd be stupid not to follow my own advice and do this. And so I went to the Google, and I made it pretty simple, and I thought, well, I don't want to get too deep into things, but I, 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 need, to, I need to do some stuff. So I did my due diligence, and I looked up and said, okay, what, what shows are coming to Disney Plus from Marvel? Ooh. What movies are coming to, to, the, to the movie theaters or open them back up? What movies have got pushed back that are going to be in the next couple of years that have been announced? Um, Netflix, what TV shows are based on comic books are coming to Netflix? Well, uh, happy to, to say that I wasn't the first to the party. <laughs> so there were some people that obviously had already been there. And with comic books, from what I know, now I'm not an expert, folks, but this is just what I've learned in the last couple weeks, uh, you have your first issue, which is like your rookie card, so to speak. But there's also um, opportunities where a character might be in a like the first appearance of a character. So it might not be the first issue of a comic book, but like Deadpool, for example, who's a big movie now, appeared in this uh, this comic first before he had his own. Avengers number 56. Whatever it may be. Kenny would know. I do not. <laughs> and so there's opportunities like that. So like uh, if you remember Blade, that was, a, that was a show when you were younger. Don't know what that was. He was a vampire that would go out and uh, fight crime. Wesley Snipes, your good personal friend, Wesley oh, yeah, Snipes. Was, yeah, who had tax trouble. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. So, if you would have contacted um, me, you wouldn't have had tax they're, trouble. They're redoing, apparently that's going to be redone, but apparently Blade uh, first appeared in like a, a vampire type comic book from like the 50s or something like that. So, uh, anyways, not to get too off topic, but if you're trying to get the first edition of some comic books, they're a little spendy. And I found some that were a little more obscure. And I'm gambling that these titles are going to take off. Um, if they if they go well, I'm going to be sitting pretty good. If they flop, I'll just sell them basically for what I got four plus grading. And I also didn't get necessarily comics in the best condition. I know you want like with cards, you want a ten. Same with comic books, you want it's on that same grading system where you can get a ten. But it looked like nine point eight or nine point five was like about the equivalent of a ten. It doesn't really happen a whole lot. And they, they had, I watched some videos and stuff, and they break down how they go about grading a comic book. And there's, there's a lot that goes into it, even down to if they've replaced the staples on the, uh, on the spine. I guess some people wow. will do that. There's little coupons that are sometimes cut out. They'll count all the pages. Um, it was quite, uh, I learned quite a bit. So, anyways, uh, I've ordered probably about 10 comic books, and I'm going to send them in. I'm going to get them graded. I'm going to see how it goes. And I'm going to try to do this, and if it goes well for me, about every six months, I'm just going to look at the new movie schedule, I'm going to look at the new TV schedule, and I'm going to try to be there kind of when it gets announced what shows are going to be in development, and hopefully it pays off for me. Uh, Adam doesn't know a lot of pop culture, he's not really a big movie goer or into some of that stuff. Correct. Um, like, do you know what the Guardians of the Galaxy is? Uh, Groot. Right. Okay, okay, yeah. So I'm just getting my kids up, but I've never watched it. Yeah, so yeah. About it. Well, anyway, it wasn't a really popular comic book. Okay. Um, so when they said they were going to make this into a movie, everyone's like, well, that's weird. It's not even like, no one even knows what it is. Now, if I'd been doing what I was doing at that time, I could have picked these up for dirt cheap uh, the first couple, you know, maybe not, well, probably the first edition and some of the others. Because I was the same with, with some of what I was getting. I thought, well, okay, the first edition, but even the first 20 or something, yeah. they're pretty rare, right? The pop report, same principle that we talked about with cards. Uh, but now, 
uh, it's become so popular that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has many sequels. They took over a ride at Disneyland. It's now this, instead of the Tower of Terror, it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Uh, to get that same comic book that I could have got 10 years ago or whatever it came out for probably, you know, dollars, yeah. now I'd be paying thousands. So, right. so that same principle. Um, also, video games. I want to get into video games. I mean, we, we discussed that we just saw that there was another major purchase by PSA. They bought up a video game grading company. A, uh, a copy of uh, Super Mario 64 just sold for, I think it was 1.2 million. It was over a million dollars. And um, there was a Mario Brothers, like the original Mario Brothers one that went for a couple hundred thousand. Six hundred. Some ridiculous. Uh, the Zelda game. Yeah. Most of these seem to be regular Nintendo games. Uh, also, the same CSG just announced that they're going to start grading Nintendo games, There's or video games. There's this WADA that PSA just bought. I don't know what it stands for, but it's like the top grading uh, video game thing. Uh, if you think pop culture and you think technology and what kids, like, you grew up, your dad's like, stop playing video games, right? Or like, go out there and get some sunlight or, or whatever. You can't make no money off that. Now we have professional video game leagues. Uh, adults play video games. It's not like the stigma that it used to be or whatever. It's like, it is the popular thing to do, or when people want to hang out online, they'll go play video games, converse with friends. Uh, when you go to like these Comic Con type conventions, it's a big presence. Can it's, I tell you what I saw yesterday? Please. I was flying home. I flew out of the Dallas Fort Worth, and right next to the gate I was checking out was a video game waiting area. There was legitimately, I mean, you went in there. I don't know if it, what you paid. I didn't know because I'm like, what in the world are all these people doing? But you were sitting in there playing video games, waiting for your airplane. It was like two or three guys. It was probably like 30 of them, and they had an extremely large television screen in front of you that you sat down and played. So you're absolutely right. It is, uh, it's, it's a thing, and it's here to stay, and it's only going to get more and more and more popular. And a lot of the grading is on sealed video games, and I looked up videos on that. You can tell if it's been opened, resealed. Uh, there's lots of little tips and tricks that you can look at. Uh, you can get just regular games as well graded. Uh, it seems Nintendo's very popular, so if I was me right now, of course, like, <laughs> if I was me, this is what I would do. If I was me listening to this podcast, of course it's going to be hard to find sealed Nintendo games. Like, I've been looking all over eBay, I thought, man, I'll go find some. They're hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I don't know that you're going to just stumble into a store and find them. If you do, you might get lucky, you might not. Uh, but, so Nintendo's popular... I'd stick with, personally, I'd stick with the characters that you know. So your, so your Super Mario Brothers, your Zelda, your Metroid kind of stuff that you know is popular. Unless you get really deep into it, there's all sorts of offshoots and stuff. Uh, but then if you think of other consoles, you know, you have the Atari. If you can find original Atari games sealed, I'd, I'd go ahead and get those graded. Like, I don't know the condition or whatever, or sell them. But uh, you think back to, uh, like, Sega Genesis, right? They had the Sonic the Hedgehog. There's some Sonic movies. There's there's some pretty notable characters. If you look back on like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, there's movies coming out. Anything that relates to those, um, I don't know as far as just grading like the console or the 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 cartridge itself or anything yeah. like that. I did buy. Um, I was talking with my my brother about a year ago, and they came out with this Super Mario something or another anniversary. It was like Mario's 35th anniversary or something like that. Nintendo released on the Switch a game that was, like, only going to be for sale until March of this year. It was like Mario All-Stars Super whatever. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. It had a bunch of Mario games on it. 
And I had them for sale over on eBay. I had them about $70. You can buy them for about 60 So it wasn't a big profit anyways. Uh, I've decided I got two of them. I'm just going to get those graded. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out. I'm going to get into it. Um, I'm going to probably wait till CSG is doing it, or I'll see what PSA is doing. But uh, it's not going to be soon, but I'm going to enter into it. I'm going to give it a try. These were limited edition type games. Everything's digital now. Yeah. But this is the hard. This is like what we talk about with, with cards or what we talk about with other things, is there's actually a hard copy. And collectors, it, it's cool. Like, you see a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, to you, that brings back stuff from your youth. That's why it's cool. That's why we're saying get into it. That's what Gary Vee's been doing. Uh, this is the same concept of, like, somebody sees this, it sparks, like, oh, I remember playing Mario. That was a good time. It got me into video games. Or mom and dad were fighting. I could go <laughs> in the back room of the trailer and turn on Mario or whatever, right? Like, it's the same idea. It's just not the same. Maybe it's not your wheelhouse or maybe, like, you're a little older and you're like, I don't, I don't get it. It's going to be a lot harder to find sealed video games, but I think it's going to come to a point that if you can find, like, the first print editions or the first runs, uh, if you're yard sales and stuff, I'd say buy that stuff and, and maybe sit. I know some of it's quick flips and stuff, but maybe sit on it. I mean, the, the Nintendo Glove, if you can find that in the box. Oh boy, yeah. Some of these things, uh, even, like, controllers, if it's the original and it's sealed in a box, uh, I'd invest, I'd get it graded, or I'd sell it to somebody that's going to get graded because this is just starting to go. People are starting to buy these things. Um... Action action figures are starting to get graded. They're taking that a lot more serious. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity in this grading, and we've seen what's happened with the sports over the last couple of years. I think it's just going to trickle and keep going to the collectors because there's there's a lot of collectors that they're, they're willing to spend a lot of money on their their things. Yeah. So so that's that's uh, and and not throwing in in a different direction, but it's not just here. I mean, these Nintendo came from Japan, so well, yeah, it's, it's worldwide global. It is, it is global a worldwide market. global market, so there's opportunity there. So that's what D-Roy is doing. D-Roy is is hot on trot, getting some uh, some more things going. But the people want to know D-Roy because apparently you got bumped. You got bumped way up the list. You were uh, a, a low and and uh, you know lowly guy down at the bottom. But apparently you did some things and you got some personal phone calls. From the tippity top at PSA. Well, it's lonely at the top, Adam, and it's it's an inch down at the bottom is what they say, or something like that. Between you, the phone calls you get from eBay and now PSA, you are uh, I'm pretty connected. You're a big deal. You might want to follow that me on social media. Joke. That no, was just well, saying it's big deals. Yeah, big big deals. Not the well. Okay, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, if you go back to the previous episode, I'm not sure which one because we're we're kind of. We got a little ahead of ourselves, we're but we're, we're in there. But I, I had a return of PSA cards that will be uh, featured, if it's not already, up on our YouTube page, Death Files and Taxes. Go go check it out and give it some love. Um, I don't think it's up yet because I, I've been slacking a little bit with the summer, but it'll get there. It's recorded. What happened is I got my Ken Griffey special back. And in that special, there was this... Uh, this this card, but it was like a, a big fat head type card. Yeah, it wasn't even, it was, it was like called. Head. It was called. I can't even remember the name of that. Let me. I, uh, if I'm going to tell the story, I guess I might as well tell it right. So, uh, as I as I look it up, I'll, I'll keep telling the story. But uh, bear with me here for a second, folks. As I, because if you have one of these in your collection, I guess I should let you know because it was worth quite a bit of money. Yes. So it was 1989. It was a test edition, and um, is what it was marked. Now I bought it off uh, Macari. And Macari, uh, I just thought, well, I haven't seen something like that before. That's kind of cool. I'll see what this is all about. And I was all about grading things that didn't have a big population. 
And, you know, I thought, well, I, you know, I didn't really look into it a whole lot, but enough to know that it wasn't a big population. Um, so what it was is a heads up, is what it was called, tops heads up. But they're basically like a fat head. They were something that, that people would put, they had a suction cup you could put on your car window, or it had like a sticker thing where you could stick it to your locker. And so not a lot of them uh, survived. Anyways, this was marked as 1989 test edition, which... Uh, come to find out, there was only like 16 or something made. Very limited, very hard to come by. Uh, people had this in the search. Well, on the back, it said 1990 copyright. And as we said before, I don't know anything about these. I just thought it was cool and got it graded. Yeah. So it comes back, and it says 1989 test. And I thought, test run. So I thought, well, that's cool. And as soon as I put it up for sale, I was having offers come in for thousands of dollars. And I, I just priced it high. And then I repriced it because I wanted to price it a little higher because of the, such low pop. And I knew 1989 was King Griffey's uh, rookie year. Not a lot of these existed. Long story short, some people got pretty upset. And uh, I, I, what I think happened is, because uh, it popped up on Facebook groups and stuff like we were talking about last time, I think somebody from that group contacted somebody that worked at PSA. No, we know that's what happened. It's not, it, there's not a question. Some guy got mad at Derek and said, well, it wasn't even, does anybody know? Look at this card. It's well, amazing. Well, you don't know. No, we, we know. Adam knows. I don't know Allegedly, for sure. Allegedly, this guy reached out. I'm just saying we don't know for sure. PSA contacted me and said, uh, yeah, we've noticed that we made a mistake. Yes, between the hundreds of millions of cards that they're grading that went through a two-step process, plus another check, plus another check on a... I mean, it's worth several thousands of dollars. It's, it's not, we're not talking a hundred and fifty thousand one million dollar card. I mean, it's 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 a few thousand. It's not Mario uh, sixty four. But but out of all of these hundreds of millions of cards, they just happened to to catch it. No, no, somebody reported it. Well, either way, they found it, they they contact me and they say, oh uh, we we've made a mistake here and uh, we'd like to you know have you send that back in and we'll fix it so that way it's not a not a mistake, so it doesn't look bad on us, basically. Basically, oh, this makes us look really bad, and we don't want to look really bad, so how about you send that back to us, and, and we'll fix it for free. Yeah. And I said, well, that doesn't really flip my skirt too much. It doesn't uh, do much for me. I, I don't really have much motivation to send that back, and uh, you guys messed up a few cards on me lately that have cost me thousands of dollars. Uh, if you go back to uh, Juan Soto a few uh, few months ago, Ye I, I'm, sure, ago. I'm sure I talked about it on here. Years ago. It was at least a year ago. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Whatever. If you want to get a Death Piles and Taxes sticker, contact me with what year that was released. I'll <laughs> let you know. And uh, I'll get you this. Uh, was that pre or post the uh, auto, the, the uh, other recording agency that, that uh, sent us the, the cease and desist time period? I don't know. It all blends together. <laughs> it all goes pretty fast together. So... Uh, I'm like, well, I sent some emails back and forth, and uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll give you a call. Let's discuss this. And they didn't pick up, and then they called me. And so it was like this big old, you know, and I know they're busy. I know it's PSA, course, but yeah. I'm just like, hey, I'm doing you guys a favor. So uh, basically I talked to a lady that was pretty high up there apparently, and uh, she said, well, and, and they deactivated my list. Yeah, it wasn't like you had a chance. You had no opportunity. So, so they already pulled it off of... Uh, Deactivated. So if I was to sell it to somebody, it would basically look like it was a counterfeit item. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty shady. Because it wasn't. It was their mistake. It was a real card. So essentially, on the top part of the description, it says 1989 test. 
Which again, I think the population has it's less than twenty. It's and like a holy. Apparently, it's like a finding Babe Ruth's uh, baseball cleat. Well, n- not quite. It, because uh, according, according to the people that contacted me, Adam, it was. Well, maybe it is because they don't exist. Because you can't find them. But, but they had their safe searches, and they were excusing me uh, up and down yes. for a week. So that's what it said on the the top part of the description. When clearly on the back it said 1990, which I mean takes it out of that test run. So, but because of that, it's not as but valuable. You, but if you've ever submitted cards, like the back date doesn't always no, mean it doesn't always mean the size. So I didn't know. Uh, maybe it was more of a Babe Ruth uh, shoelace. Maybe, but so then they contacted. I mean, they can't use shoelace though. After allegedly they stumbled upon it, meaning this guy contacted them and said, he's doing something wrong, make sure he gets it changed. But that guy must have had to, allegedly, if this guy did try, he must have had to, because like, that's hard to get hold of them there, so he must have spent a better part of a few days uh, <laughs> making phone calls or whatever he was doing. So then their opportunity, and, and Derek, you know, because he called me, and we discussed, he's like, well, what should I do? And I'm like, well... Well, well here's what they offered. So uh, they said... Well, um, you can you can keep it, I guess, and that's up to you. Or you can send it back. And uh, if you were to send it back, we can't give you any compensation because there's no insurance on it. We just messed up. There's no there's no money to be had there. But you could sell it. It's been deactivated. But you can it's, it's your property, obviously. Like, um, but we sure would like you to send it back. And uh, what we could do is uh, see you got a lot of orders here. We see you got a lot of stuff in here, and. Uh, you know, we're pretty backlogged, and I'm probably in trouble for saying this, but this is what happened. So uh, we're pretty backlogged, so we can, we can make you a deal. And uh, what would happen is, if you agree to this, uh, we'll take everything and just put it to the front of whatever line it's in. Ooh. So, um, you know, if it's if it's getting ready to get graded, we'll put it in the front of the grading line. If it just got received, we'll put it to the front of the receiving line. They said we can't do like an express where we just push everything to get graded or and jump those lines of people that paid hundreds of dollars, you know, that just came in today and then turned around. But we'll take everything you have and put it in the front of the line. And a matter of fact, I'll start doing those emails um, as soon as we're done talking, and you don't even have to send it back yet. We'll get you the stuff. But you can go and check and see that I'm actually doing what I'm saying I'm going to do if you agree to this. But even before you send it back, you'll see some results. And so I, I did. I contacted Adam. I talked to our boy, Mike Painter. I said, hey, in this situation, what would you do? And Adam's like, well, what, well, what are your options? Yeah, and and like he says, you, you might as well get something out of it because like they screwed up. It's not that, you know, they ruined the card. They didn't. They mislabeled it. Clearly, their mistake. Once it's fixed, or if it was done right, like it cost you thousands of dollars. But that is what it is. I mean, there's human error, but they're willing to admit that they made a mistake. And now they're willing to put you months ahead of everybody else. In some cases, still six months ahead of everybody else. So you get your cards back. Then you can start selling before everyone else gets their cards back. And that's obviously that's what you chose. So so the next day, so I, I chose that or whatever. The next day, I look and where it says on my order status, it just says deal. It doesn't say express. It doesn't say standard. It doesn't say, you know, bulk economy one. It just says deal. <laughs> And, and I look, and uh, some of my cards that were just getting graded are already getting assembled, and, and things are getting sent back. And uh, I, I think what they did, because they, they looked and they found out who you were. They wanted to make sure how big a deal you are. They went to Twitter. 
They went on there. They saw that you were boys with Gary V, and they said, "This guy's obviously worth it. We, we better we, pump we him. fix this guy. We better pump this guy." I don't know, but anyway, that was the deal. So now uh, those are all coming back, which is good and bad because it's like they're all going to hit at once. But uh, the credit card all gets hit at once. Holly's not listening. How many are coming back? Hundreds. Oh, she knows. We've, I've, I've asked her opinion on all this too. Uh, probably about four hundred, four or five hundred cards over the next four, couple months. Four, six, um, Twenty-two million. I don't know, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be busy. And, and here's the funny part: is uh, our, our boy. So uh, to get bulk orders, we combine. You know, sometimes orders. orders. And uh, I was talking to, to Mike the other day. And he said, oh, our, our shipment's coming back. And I said, how many I got in that one? Like 74 or something. And I'm like, oh, okay. But he's already received those back. And he's already looked at them. He's like, I'm not telling you. But you did really good. Like, you did really good. He's like, I can't wait. You need to, like, live open these because you did really good. And he shows me a pop report of something that, like, had 24 and four tens. He's like, I'm not going to tell you who that is, but you're one of those four that have the four tens. Oh, boy. And so... So I'm pretty excited about that, but then I'm going to owe him a chunk of change. Yeah. But I'm also going to be listing, and, and you know, it, it's just how it goes. And it's better to be at the front of the wave than, than after the wave is hit, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have some cool things. I've, I've got listing things. I, I've, I've, got into, I've got into some things, like we're talking about the <laughs> grading stuff. I'm getting the, you know, I was thinking... Music, there needs to be some, like, rec- I can I can go off on that. Records. Um, I got, so we're talking about the Carl Malone jerseys and stuff. Okay. Uh, I was looking at this, too. While we're at it, we'll, we'll get to a break here in a second, but let me finish up this thought. We'll wrap it all up. This is pretty This is pretty heavy on what we're reselling doing. So I got a, a Carl Malone uh, NBA Finals jersey. Carl oh, Malone. I got a Carl Malone, uh, just a regular game used jersey. Oh, that's right. You still have that sitting out there, hang on. Huh? I have a uh, a practice jersey from John Stockman and from Carl Malone. Oh. And and all these people that did contact me were basically like, well, how do we know this is real? I'm like, because I got it from Jerry Salone or I got it basically from Carl Malone. Well, how do I know that's true? And I'm like, well, I can show you receipts or whatever. But there's a company out there that actually verifies. It's like a PSA, because PSA doesn't do it unless there's signatures. They'll approve the yeah. signatures, whatever. There's a company that will give you, like, a certificate and like go through and basically grade it as game used and, and go all through that. So I've been looking into them. I think I'm going to send all that off. That way they'll all be certified and I can sell those. Um, I was hoping to get the Malone finals jersey autographed and all that. It's just not happened. Uh, I live in Utah. I've been looking for opportunities. I thought so much of when I was looking for a car, I thought, well, maybe if I go to the car Malone and I use car market and say, I will buy this, uh, Toyota Prius or or Corolla or whatever I'm into from you for seven thousand dollars for seven thousand dollars if <laughs> if you get Carmelo to sign this jersey like I don't know put bring him up on Skype we'll overnight it to him sir the sticker price is eleven thousand five yeah yeah I said I said seven grand but if you can get the big guy to uh you know it hasn't happened I saw that he was in town for the finals I thought do I go try to stock him with this jersey it's just not lined up so I thought no well, maybe. It's high time now. Maybe sell a jersey. I got that MVP signed. Uh, you know, uh, Sports Illustrated. I need to get a hold of that new Jazz owner membership, and I need oh. to get some of these big dogs. I need to be like, hey, yeah. you guys are cool, but you don't got some of this stuff. Have you been tweeting it, Ryan? Not yet, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit hard as soon as I get everything. Because if I have it all certified, so I'm gonna be like, hey, you guys don't need this in your collection. I got it. I'm I'm a nobody, nothing that drives a truck and and uh, does stuff on eBay in Central Utah. Yeah. 
you're apparently a multimillionaire. Let's make this happen. You mean multi-billionaire with a B? I don't know what he's got. He just ran, he just ran another half a half a billion on another deal he had. Well, I just need a, a portion of that. Just use a small portion. I mean, just let's retire me. <laughs> What's it going to take to retire me out of this stuff? You do have some good, cool. You, the thing is, it's unique and it's one of a kind. So, well, that gives you kind of some deep dive in what we're doing. Had a couple good questions. We'll catch on the other break. One we answered today about uh, vacationing and, and thrifting. I, we've we've discussed it, but right now it's summertime, and hopefully a lot of you are listening to this as you're uh, you're thrifting. You're out there on vacation, and I do want to hit other a unique opportunity as uh, the college sports. Um, what is it? I can't remember it. NIL uh, name, yeah, NIL name, image, and likeness. There's some other opportunities I, I want to hit with that. So let's hit a break, D. Roy, and come back strong on the second half. Adam, my taxes are done. The season's over. I can just go on vacation, and not have to see you again for another year. Well, yeah, because you're never gonna have to file your taxes again. Unless it's another year away. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. They're never going away. So here at Adam Up Accounting, we're glad to help you during tax time. But if you're also a larger seller, if you uh, need to run payroll, if you really want some help running those uh, bookkeeping reports, because I know how good you are at that, uh, we're happy to help you. We have uh, really good affordable monthly plans on these uh, higher seller, um, you know, you're running it like a business, you've got some good amount of income, we'd be happy to take care of you so that your uh, accounting needs are taken care of. Well, I don't want to talk to you, though. I don't want to call up and just get some office off in you know New Brunswick or somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're here. You can message us on our website, shoot us uh, a message on social media. We'd be glad to help you out, kind of tell you what options we have so that you can be more organized and teach you and help you make more money and pay less to Uncle Sam. What's your website, and where do I find you on social media, then, my friends? Everything's Adam Up Accounting. Uh, you can look us up there on our website. You can follow us, get some Wednesday wisdom. We try to give you some tips. You can also link through the uh, podcast, Death Files and Taxes. Get those taxes uh, taken care of so you have more time to make money elsewhere. Well, Derek, there's a reason we call it Death Files and Taxes. It's because i got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list, and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around their death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we partnered with a great company called Sellhound. And what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that... Man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy, and I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. So, and you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get on there, start listing, start selling, so you can go out and buy some more stuff. All right, D-Roy, you're back on the clock, so uh, get the headphones on, oh. off the phone, get get with it. Buddy. Right when I was about to apologize to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're the one that's supposed to be apologizing to me. That's what I said, right when I was about to apologize to you. What are you apologizing for? Well, for years I've, I've made fun of accountants and how women love accounting and how you got into it for all, all the uh, groupies and stuff. Um, two stories. Oh, boy, this is going to be good. Two, two stories. Do you know a man named Chuck Liddell? Uh, yes, I do. 
So I was listening to a podcast and an interview with uh, a man named Chuck Liddell, the Iceman. He used to be a wrestler. Oh, well, MMA. Yes. He was a UFC guy. A wrestler. A real wrestler. Yes. And uh, won some titles, tough guy, um, had the mohawk. Anyways, uh, apparently he was going to school to become an accountant before he got into the MMA world. Yep. And uh, that's what he was going to do for a living. Practically twins. And uh, there's another, do you remember a group in the 90s that was called Boys to Men? I, I've heard of them. In fact, I just watched the Netflix special uh, about Boys to Men. Well, I did as well. And uh, in that story, there was a, one of the Boys to Men that left the group um, to go become an accountant. That's I know. He could have been a big touring star, singing the music, getting the gals, but apparently... Uh, didn't need to go on the road, just needed to become an accountant. Apparently accounting was a lot cooler than I ever gave you pre credit for, so... Uh, the fact that you own Adam Up Accounting and that you are uh, Mr. Accounting and uh, all that kind of stuff, I, I, I apologize for any harm I may have brought to you, your reputation of your uh, good profession. I was just trying to keep you out of trouble. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't have the, the looks, the, uh, the aura, the suave and deboner that you have. Suave and the what? <laughs> what I'm saying Yes, you don't have. <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I mean is... I don't know if I would have been able to uh, to <laughs> land my wife if I were a truck driver, but because I'm an accountant, like that, just kind of uh, you know, it, it was the clout that the accounting world brings, and that's where the uh, um, you know I had the opportunity to date my wife, and she finally realized, hey, this guy's an accountant, and he's gonna you know, he's gonna do well in life. So you're, you're welcome. He knows how to carry the one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Bring the zero over. And throw on the extra comma, and that's when you start getting excited. Go from that six digit to the double comma club. Wow. Well, I got a lot steamier than I ever thought it would. <laughs> um, I was going to get into two things. There was, there were, you know, they always brought, brought it, brings up questions. People ask about, I'm going on vacation. How do I make this a legit business trip? And I know we talk about it often, but it's always a good reminder, especially as, you know, different types of the seasons, and we might, you know, you might be new to the program. Thank you for listening. You get that sweet kid money now, so you got a lot of extra money you don't know what to do with. Go in there in a sec. Um, you know, you might be new to the program. Appreciate listening. Hopefully you continue to enjoy it. If you made it this far, you're going to have a good time with all of us. Make sure to go and review us. For some reason, we got back on Apple's good list, so everybody's downloading again. I mean, who knows? The world's out against us, but we're we're going to keep trucking, and it's going to just steamroll down the hill. The funnest reselling podcast in the land. That's right. Um, the vacation thing. So... If you're treating this as a hobby or a business, you know, depending on what you have to do, and again, the rules have always been if you make more than $600, you're supposed to claim it. There's been a lot of uh, faux pas information that, well, they didn't give me a 1099K, I don't have to claim it. That is false information. This is coming from a licensed tax professional. Accountant that can take you to court. That's right. And tax you up. We, we are telling you that if you make money selling things online, on a garage sale, on marketplace, you're supposed to claim that income. You, it's just it's supposed to go on either as a sole proprietor or if you've gotten an EIN number and set it up as a S corporation or partnership, you need to claim that income, whether you get a 1099 or not. Um, so keep that in mind. Put it on your tax return. There, there's going to be repercussions that come at some point. And this is a guy that's as, as strong and as mean as Chuck Liddell looking, but as sweet as that guy from Boys the Men that left. Exactly. So you got to take uh, you got to take that with uh, 
reproduce. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to read and do this at the same focus. Time. Focus. You got to take that with the skill level that it was given at. So make sure you have it because what's going to happen is if you decide to ignore that here in a few years, you're going to get some nasty letters from the IRS saying you owe a lot of money because they have a 1099 for eighteen thousand dollars or even seven thousand dollars that you made but there's a very good possibility that you spent a lot of money to make that money so it's not really going to be that high but unless you know what you're doing you're going to just have to buckle and pay it so that's the first thing is recognize the income and then also keep track of the items that you're buying in its own bank account i promise it's so much easier if you have your own bank account and or a credit card, debit card to go with it that is just for the reselling. Because then at the end of the year, you can track your expenses, you can bring it all in. There's a lot of different um, apps. I know Derek likes uh, GoDaddy bookkeeping. You can use a simple Excel spreadsheet. You can export to different programs. I use um, QuickBooks Online. There's tons and tons of different There's ways. a legal yellow pad with a pen and paper. That's right. There, there's or, or pen cell if you prepare it. Prepare, tons prepare. of ways to do it. But if you're making money, you have expenses. And you can legitimately write off certain expenses if they are business related. And if it's a real business purpose and it's a business that makes money. I could not write off my Texas trip if I was reselling and I made $5,000, but my expenses were $27,000 because, I mean, shrimps, you know, shrimps are nice, but they ain't cheap. <laughs> you know, you got to pay for them shrimps. Yeah, you got to sell a lot of, a lot of uh, cards and out of situations to get, get them shrimps. So you have to be earning money to actually make it a real trip. But if that's what you're doing, and if it's legitimate, you're really making money, what you really need to do is keep track of those things. Meaning, if I went to Kenny's shop, I need to have either a receipt. Excuse me, it's you again, back of the line. <laughs> or, or some sort of a credit card transaction showing that, hey, I was at Kenny's in, in the stabby part of Austin, and I can clearly show it. I mean, the odds of you being audited, we're talking nil to none. But I want to make sure that you are doing this the correct way. It's the best way to do it is the right way the first time. Well, because if you do get audited, whether it's likely to happen or not, you're going to need the information. And yes. from, from a guy that started off maybe not doing it the right way and trying to figure it all out at the end of the year, too. Maybe. Uh, I need to get GoDaddy bookkeeping, and I need my own credit card that can sort all this. It's a lot easier to just go through everything and say, okay, that's, I mean, that's eBay shipping. That's eBay. I bought that there, you know. Oh, that was when I was on vacation. Um, fun fact, Adam, is is next month I'm going down to SummerSlam down in Las Vegas. Uh, the big wrestle wrestle matches are coming to town, and uh, and but for me it's going to be a write off because one I can go sourcing while I'm in Las Vegas. There's plenty of thrift stores and places to go. Uh, two, it's kind of my niche. It's kind of what I sell. So I'm hoping that there's little uh, people selling things like. Uh, not flea market, but you know what I'm saying. Like little people. Oh yeah. Are they having midget wrestling before? Little people wrestling, Adam. Oh, sorry. We don't use that word no more. Well, that's what was on the banners. Now, now the I posters. Have to, now I got to edit all this. No, that's what was on now the. Now you just got me canceled. Jeez, it's legitimately what it said on the poster. Well, they can use it, but you can't. Okay. Can unless you you're unless you talk about a tootsie roll, in which case they still have that size of a tootsie roll. Okay. I don't. Fun fact. Um, no, it's it's. Uh, but when you get to places like there's guys like Adam in the parking lot selling stuff, 
or sometimes they have conventions and stuff. I'm hoping that there's some wrestling-related conventions where I can go find old T-shirts and wrestling cards that I might not be able to find elsewhere. I can buy them, and I can write off a good uh, chunk of this vacation. Also, another fun fact is uh, when I bought the tickets, I was with uh, with this guy I work with who kind of my boss, kind of odds. That's a whole podcast unto itself. Work-related. Work-related, but we were going to go down together, and I talked him into going, and uh, the tickets were, I don't know, it came to like, 279 or something for all of it, whatever it was. That day I went home on eBay and I looked, and I, if it was 279, I'd made 280 on eBay and sent a screenshot and said, well, it was meant to be. So it's kind of nice that when eBay can fund for, like Adam was talking about going to California, and I, I'm sure this Austin trip was a little, uh, little uh, funded that way. When your side hustle, your second job, your hobby, whatever you want to call it, can pay for what you want to go and do, yes, that's cool. It's fun. And so that was, not, I mean, almost to the dollar. It's very fun, and especially when you, uh, you know, sell things. So that's kind of the first aspect is, is vacation. Like I said, you just think about it. If you were an IRS auditor, from the perspective of it, how is this guy legitimately calling this a work expense, not just a fancy vacation to eat some shrimp down in, in uh, Austin or go down and, and uh, do the wrestles in Las Vegas and spend all his dough? I mean you got to keep track of it, and 100% write-off on meals and entertainment this year, so keep that in mind. Oh, there we go. So Maybe I'm buying some shrimp dinners. Tip, tip your waitresses, you know, make sure. Get that prime rib. I, I'm going to tell you this. This is what I love. When I go to eat, like, I go to eat. I mean. Oh, we know. There's been conversations about you and your hollow leg and how much you can put down. I, I go to eat, but... You've impressed the Husky Club on how much food you can consume. So what I do is, if I go there, I, I always look it up on Yelp. Shout out to Yelp. Thank you for future sponsoring the program. I appreciate that. I go there, and I look up the best restaurants. I'm just going to send my bill in advance. Thank you. I look up the top restaurants, and I say restaurants or seafood or kind of what it is. I check out our guy, Fietti. Yes, guy, we love you. You, We're looking for the check also. Ab's got the same hairdo. <laughs> Triple... Triple D and, and, and wears the same and wears the same kind of shirts and goes around places and talks about his donkey sauce. Okay, um, I, I'm trying to find out the places to go because you only have so many times and you only get to eat so many times in your life. You might as well go get something that's unique and good versus uh, a chain restaurant that I'm not going to say until they write us a sponsorship check. But it's all the same. Yes, there's a uniform that you know what you're going to get. And that's Correct. nice if you're in a hurry or that's what you want, but. If you're out and you have an opportunity to go somewhere and try something that you might not be able to taste somewhere else, yes, that's what you do it for. Shout out to the Catfish Parlor down in Austin, Texas. Uh, really good. I went in there. Really nice gal. I, I went in and you know she asked what I want. I said, I've never been here. You tell me what you want. She said, Well, you you gotta have the catfish. That's what it's called. And I said, Okay, great. I looked. They had a shrimp. Uh, you know, a, a shrimp cocktail. I'm like, I gotta have that because I like my shrimps. And it was nice because I had the big ones but also had the little itty bitty ones. Had celery chopped up. Never had that before so that was great. You gonna have chopped up celery with your uh, cocktail? Well, where they serve it to you. Like they serve it to you on a plate. I mean, okay, like a normal shrimp cocktail. You know, they put it in the glass yeah, and yeah. give you a celery stick with it but they had it chopped up so I was very, fairly, I was yeah. very impressed. Okay. I'm kind of, I, I like to call myself a shrimp connoisseur so I'm kind of familiar with it. But I asked her, she told me what to get, and then she said, well, what sides do you want? I said, never been here, what would you get? She said, oh, you got to have the watermelon salad, the rice, um, steamed broccoli is great, and uh, um, what else did I get? I can't even remember. It was, but it, 
Yeah, it, that's what it was. And it was amazing, spot on. I loved it. And <clears throat> I was able to, I made sure I tipped well. Um, I enjoyed my meal. I went on to my next thing. And it's a write-off to me. And I just really enjoyed it. It was just a good time. And they said, oh, I got some cookies. Two cookies. A dollar twenty-three. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what are these people doing? How are they making this kind of money? It's because they get you to come back. That's they get you. To come you're back. gonna be you're gonna be having them sell uh, sell you some stuff and, and air mail it uh, with yes. dry ice. Yes, it. and it's not gonna be that inexpensive. But that that was a really fun thing for vacations. Um, so think about that as as you go make this make this a fun thing. But the other thing I want to bring up before we before we end is is some other opportunities that I think are available um, with this nil. Derek, have you thought about this? Name, image, likeness thing is all with these college athletes. Not, not nearly as much as you. Probably not even a fraction of as much as you. You've got a lot of other things going. You're working on, you know, your uh, comic books, and and that's the nice thing about the things that Derek and I do. And and I own a couple other businesses, and that's kind of allowed me to, you know, look at different opportunities. You lost that midget sponsor. <laughs> no, Tootsie Roll midgets. Um, I've had some other opportunities to kind of uniquely think out of the box, and I was essentially kind of doing this NIL thing with uh, BYU a couple of years ago, but I couldn't officially do it with one of my businesses. But now I can officially, you know, have them help us out. Oh, so you were? Uh, I, I won't even. I won't even go there. No. So now I can officially have. It was legal to do what is now able to be done. So I was just going to say you were doing illegal activities with BYU and trying to implicate you in the big old scandal. Oh, no, we didn't do it. There was no... But I won't do that. There's no dollars exchanged, so there is no illegality. Allegedly. No, it's not alleged. You can look at my books. I think I think whoever's listening should come and just look at his books. Whoa. Probably with BYU. I think you should look at BYU's books Whoa. next, Adam's books. He is full of trash. Don't listen to <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Don't soil my good name. I can do that on my own. Oh, not you. I'm, I'm the more of the program, the company you kept. All right. So what I'm saying is, is there are opportunities, especially on your local level, and I'm in the same way. I, I really am into uh, college athletics. You know, and we're not just talking with, um, you know, football or basketball. There's lots of opportunities with, with women's sports, with uh, Track and field with uh, a softball, and I know, see, I can see it. What, what, are you, what are you thinking here, buddy? Well, I'll, I'll talk about a different university that played by the rules. Was the University of Utah, Jeez. and they have a world class gymnastics program. They do. Uh, a few gals going to the Olympics. Shout out to Tokyo for. Um, but uh, I'm guessing you could have got them to sign or do whatever you're talking about for a lot cheaper than. Uh, what you're talking about your football guys doing. No, I, I still think a lot of different places are on the same format to where if you have a product and you're in a uh, university, if you're in an area where college is kind of your thing, um, take the opportunity. I mean, get creative. And a lot of these places, I mean, some of them, these guys signed for $200. You know, they were given a thing and then they uh, were able to, one of them just today was a skateboard company. You know, they signed with one of the local athletes. So, so okay, so I really haven't been following this a whole lot. I know it's been a thing for years. I used to be way into it, and now I'm just like on the peripheral because i got other things going. So it's it's you. they can be in it like a spokesperson? Or you, Absolutely. Or could you pay like the starting quarterback for, I'll say UVU since they don't have a football team, so no one's... So you can pay the starting quarterback to come and come to Adam Upper County and meet and greet people absolutely. at your business, yes, or or whatever. But yes, absolutely. So there's not really a limit on there is no limit. That's where 
This is going to become a sticky Uh-oh. situation. There's a, there's a return phone call. I, Apparently, they're going to come back and no. Don't even get there. They're, don't. They want to see the books. Just open the books. What you're saying is, is you can be creative and you can get these athletes to be involved in your type of a company, it, basically on on any level. And so, there's no limitation. So how do you go about contact? Or so how's how's this work? Do they have like. Uh, you know, because they can't have agents or anything, right? No, they can't. So basically what they do is you can contact the athlete directly or you can reach out to the athletic department or anything and basically, you know, send a message saying, hey, we're interested in working with so-and-so on a sponsorship. So say I'm, I'm having a, uh, a, a car wash okay, and it's to sponsor my women's softball league to go off to nationals or something like that. I can contact somebody and say, Hey, can you come down and sign autographs at our car wash? Um, your your star player or whatever, or you know, yeah. skip rope or whatever. And they say, well, I'll do it for two hundred dollars, or what you negotiate a price. They can come represent the university and and whatever program they're they're with. And or you can say, hey, I got twenty footballs here. I'll pay you guys hundred bucks just to come sign twenty footballs, and you turn around and sell on eBay. I believe that's going to be just fine. Or basketball or yes. or whatever. Yes. Huh. Yes. Huh. See? See, I huh. told you. I told you there'd be some opportunities. We get that little uh, hamster running around on the wheel. Well, how about that? There are some opportunities. And, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I was listening to a, a radio program on the way in, and that's what they're really talking about is now you're really going to kind of get that interaction with the community and these players because you're really getting a, a look into uh, what's going on behind the scenes. You really get to know these players on a different level, and you really have a rooting interest for them on and off the field because they become a part of your team. So what's to keep this from, let's say, I'm a degenerate type person and I contact somebody, <laughs> like uh, I have a wheelchair company and I want to do some things on the field with them, and I say, uh, if you come and play at this university, not only will they give you a scholarship, but I'll pay you, um, I'm, I'm wealthy, I'll pay you, several figures a year to come and play at this university versus the Ohio State. Nothing. There's nothing to stop that anymore. Well, that seems like that could get uh, out of control. Exactly. That that could turn bad. There's going to be a lot of opportunity to make a lot of money for a lot of people. So so it's no longer amateur uh, athletics, really. I think the quarterback at Clemson already signed like a a million-dollar deal with a company to sponsor something. Wow. So, and, and again, same thing. If you are a college athlete, you can get creative. Your platforms are now worth a lot. There was these two uh, twin sisters that play at Fresno State basketball. They had a pretty good following, and somebody contacted them, and they are already having, I don't know the, how lucrative it is, but it's more money than they were making before. And, uh, you know, again, get creative. Sell your brand, and uh, go out there and get that money. People are willing to pay for it. So, for example, a few years ago, had I said... Uh, hey guys, we're gonna pay a lot of money, and we're gonna get uh, Trevor Hicks to to uh, trailer. What was his name? The guy from Clemson. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence. I was thinking of the guy who sold the, uh, <laughs> the the American Idol guy. So we get Mr. Lawrence, and we say, Mr. Lawrence, uh, you're gonna transfer to the University of Utah because our quarterback sucks um, this season. It was after Huntley. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. And and we're gonna pay you. We we pulled some people together. We're gonna pay you three million dollars, and you're gonna come play here. There's nothing against me doing that now. No. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Kind of crazy, huh? That's interesting. It's, it's extremely interesting. In fact, a program here at, uh, at BYU, there was a 
Oh, oh, Anna? Open the books. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm hearing chants going. Ohana Media, they signed the entire program for $20,000, and each player got $200, just because. And people can play, well, that's not that much money. It's $200 more than they had before. Well, think of yourself when you're about 20 years old in college, especially if you didn't have a scholarship that age. $200, I mean, it's a lot of money in my household, as I like to say in these podcasts, and have quarterbacked me several times. Yes. But that's a lot of money when you're that age and for just on top of what you're doing. And the crazy part is now you can actually be a part of, uh, like, they can bring in meals. I was listening to a, a, a player podcast, and you know what they couldn't do if, if you're if you and I were both on the football team, you were all time center. Open the books. That's what Open they're going the for. Books. If you were all time center, and my parents came into town to take me out to get some shrimps, you could not come with us because them buying you food, or you could come, but you had to pay for your own food. Because if my parents paid for it, it's considered um, it, it was a. Uh, illegal benefit to you to receive food money. I didn't get a few rules, but... So, there's no longer exists, so go out and get it. I've already seen some of the University of Utah players. They've been going to local restaurants. They've been doing some things. I'm trying to get line, something up with one of the football players. I've already contacted him. He contacted me back. We'll see kind of how we can uh, make it. Are we going to be able to be in the same room? That's the hope. And uh, is he going to take to my... Playful banner of opening up the books. I, I'm, I'm hoping I think so. We, I think we go for the gymnastics, Adam. <laughs> we'll, Let's think this one through. We'll see what we can do, but there are a lot of opportunities for those of you out there listening that are, um, you know, think outside the box. You know, get some get some opportunities to... Uh, if you're in the right college town and get memorabilia signed, I mean... I agree. Especially if you only got to pay him a Big Mac or something like that now. I agree. That's that's the whole idea. Give him a cup of coffee and uh, let him hang out. And there's opportunity. And not even that. It's if you own a local business and you want people to show up and be a part of that community. And, and you throw a car wash and you invite some of these people on down. <laughs> there's opportunities. You get creative about it. You get creative about it. Show them how to hit some dingers. <laughs> yes, yes. Which, University of Texas football and and. Baseball stadium are top-notch. That entire state is under uh, construction, so good for those guys. Like it says, Is everything really bigger in Texas, Adam? I, I sent you the picture of Bucky's. I got no response on that. Well, I told you. I, I gave you the list of where to go. I know, but I'm telling you, I, I sent over the pictures. It had the most gas pumps at one location that I had ever seen. There were, we're talking probably double-deckered back and forth a line of 50 on... I, there was over 150 gas pumps at that one location. That's unbelievable. It's bigger than a Wally World. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on in there. Can I bring up one more thing before we close? Well, you, you better bring it up quick. I know the listeners are ready to, to, <laughs> to hit the next button. Have you heard about the flipping Tacomas? No. Right now, the car market is crazy. Yes, it is. They can't get enough in stock. Uh, new cars are hard to come by because of microchips. There's a whole deal. Right now, used cars are going for premium dollars. There are people that are going out and buying Toyota Tacomas used, and they're selling them to dealerships, and they're making a couple thousand dollars on the transaction from what they're doing. Love it. There's an opportunity there. Um, my boy Clark Howard sold his minivan that he had had for a couple of years, and he bought he bought he, he made four thousand dollars off of the transaction. He drove it for two years, sold it for more than what he had bought it for. Because they just need inventory. So if you're in a spot where you have an extra car that you might not need or necessarily want, right now is the time. 
Now, if you're going to have to try to buy something else, obviously prices will be inflated on the backside. But you are in a prime spot right now if you have a used car that you want to sell, or if you can go out and negotiate on certain cars that are high demand, um, like the Tacomas or like minivans, certain things like that, where you can actually make thousands of dollars here. The, the window is open. I don't think it's going to be open for long, but uh, be smart about it. But go do your research, and that's... I mean, you sell two or three of that, and you're done for the year. I'm, I'm just going to say this to you, Roy. If I was making as much money as Clark Howard, dude, he is living it. He is drinking his Kool-Aid. I ain't driving no used minivan. I'm just saying that. If I, if well, I, well, he's not anymore either because he made four <laughs> grand off of it. I mean, Clark Howard's got to be worth well over 15, 20 million. I mean, he's probably safe. He's probably into the thirty million dollar range. Uh, Everything's so paid for. So that's the first penny he ever made. I, I'm not. I'm not driving a Honda Pilot or but, a Honda Odyssey. But if you had a bunch of kids, and that's what you were rolling at the time, I I, I, I get it. I'm just that's gonna, that's what Clark was doing. Well, that's he's what, thriftier than you. That, that's, that's why. That's why he's wealthier than us. Yeah, that's true. That's that's. But he's probably. I don't know if he's going on a shrimpcation. So no, he he just got off a cruise. Well, he went on the first cruise that was uh, back at sea. That's because that was probably his. He probably bought the entire you know cruise ship out so he could you know. Uh, he was eating all the shrimps. Galley bat done his own thing. So, D-Roy, that being said, there are two things in life that are certain, and they are death piles and taxes. Yeah.